Okay, we're ready. Well, I want to start here. We just get, this is exactly what happened. You won't see this story anywhere else. This, they got to the promised land and they said, "No, thank you." Okay. Matter of fact, just the previous verse before. Remember, the Lord the Lord had had it with them, and remember they wept all night long. This is Numbers chapter fourteen. A chorus of complaint. Oh, we wish we died in Egypt. Well, and, and can you can you imagine? Now we're not first graders here. We are recalling what happened. It's only been a year and a half. Pharaoh has been totally destroyed. Egypt's been totally destroyed. These people are not servants anymore. Remember the burdens and their kids thrown into the Nile? Kill all the boys, but let the girls live. That's not happening anymore. They're getting automatic food in the morning from manna and evening, and you don't even have to save any of it. It's, it's there every day. And then a fire by night, pillar, a cloud by day. And when they get to the promised land, 12 spies go over. Two of them say, let's go. Ten of them said, oh, no, we're going to die. God must hate us. See, that's why they said, we wish we died in Egypt. Oh, mercy. Wow. Let's get out of here. Let's return to Egypt. Now, can you imagine what's going to happen if they, if they did go back to Egypt? You think the Egyptians were going to be like, oh, we missed y'all. They would have killed them. I mean, come on. Think about this. Now, remember how many people? I was about five or six. Maybe a church like us. No, it was the entire population of Atlanta. You know, that's how many people. Six million, whatever. So we already have the counts. 600,000 were ready to go to war. So you figure that out with moms and dads and kids and whatever, and that's where you get your three million to six million, whatever. Anyways, a lot of people. Okay. Well, the idea swept through the camp. Let, look at this. Let's elect a leader to take us back. Now, remember, Moses, contrary to popular belief, people don't read their Bibles. They think it was Moses, Moses, Moses. Remember, Moses didn't want to go. <laughs> Moses didn't even want these people. God did all this. Okay? So anyway, look what Moses did. Moses and Aaron, boom, they fell on their face. They knew, uh-oh, it's going to hit the fan. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, let's don't recap this. You know, Joshua and, and Joshua and Caleb, they were like, come on, we can take this promised land. Anyway, so anyway, the Lord let them know, okay, y'all whined, y'all visited the land for 40 days, so I'm, your penalty is going to be 40 years for each day you got to search the promised land. 40 years. And so, of course, that's what's going to happen. But anyway, uh, notice what these, these scoundrels tried to do. Okay, they go, uh, oh, we're here now. We realize we've sinned. Uh, we're ready to go in the promised land as the Lord promised. <laughs> Look what Moses said. It's too late. You're disobeying the Lord. The Lord's orders were to return to the wilderness. Don't go ahead with your plan or you'll be crushed by your enemies. Now, remember, even though this is a neat little Sunday school lesson, think about us that are not acting like that. Today, you are not going to be crushed by your enemies. Praise the Lord. Anyway, they go, oh, no, we're, we're going to go. And they tried to get in the promised land, and, boy, they got the poop uh, beat out of them. It was terrible. Okay, so here's where we are. So here we go in 15. Notice this is not years later the Lord changes the subject. No, notice it says the Lord told Moses to give these instructions to the people of Israel when your children finally live in the land. Forty years is going to go whoo, whoo, real fast. Matter of fact, Numbers is the only historical reference to this except for a recap in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is a speech. It's a recap from when they left Egypt all the way to the promised land because Moses is fixing to die in an hour and a half, okay? He's going to read that. And, and Deuteronomy and the book of Numbers, these things are so short. That's what every year all the people came to the tabernacle and they stood up there and they read these stories. They weren't, well, let's pick this one and let's have three points and a news media thing. No, they read the event. They read the whole thing. They came to hear the book of the law is what it was called. 
Moses gave these instructions to the people. This is Numbers 15.1. When your children finally live in the land, I'm going to give them. Yeah, right. You're not going to. Uh, yes, he was. And it's the. And they want to please the Lord with a burnt offering or any other offering by fire. Their sacrifice must be an animal from their flocks of sheep and goats and from their herds of cattle. Notice he didn't say, oh, one of your kids too. I really like that human sacrifice. No, he never asked for that except for himself when he died on the cross for us. Each sacrifice, whether an ordinary one or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or a free will offering or a special sacrifice of any animal annual festival must be accompanied by, hmm, wonder what this is. Things that makes the Bible Belt people choke when they don't read their Bibles. Okay. Must be accompanied by a grain, a special, uh, excuse me, grain offering. If a lamb is sacrificed, use three quarts of flour mixed with three pints of oil accompanied by three pints of, whoops, I guess that's to get the priest a little tipsy. What are we worried about drinking for? Gee, three pints of wine for a drink offering. You know, that's where the original toast come from. You were required. You came before the Lord with strong drink. The Living Bible says strong drink, strong drink or beer. And you went before the Lord. Now, why would you go before the Lord? Because he's going to bless you. And you'll know that he's your God. And you actually had a toast before him. And you drank it. If you think about the Lord's Supper, that's exactly what the Lord's Supper is. Praise the Lord. I mean, it wasn't watered down Kool-Aid, you know. I mean, I know we're trying to be nice to whatever, but, you know, <clears throat> we, don't, you know we don't do that here, whatever. But to, we do have the Lord's Supper. But, I mean, it's all this, I live my life and never had a drop of liquor. That's not going to get you to heaven, <laughs> you know. I never smoked a cigarette. I'm, I'm, I never got a divorce. All those things will never get you to heaven. If that was so, the Lord would have said, don't do this and you're going to heaven. Don't do this and you're going to heaven. That's not what it took. It took Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's got nothing to do with, you know, you can't. Gosh, you know, really. I mean, we, but we do. In our own secret life, we will we'll begin to start thinking, I'm not good enough. I, I got to do this. And if you'll relax and read your Bible, you'll go, praise the Lord. I'm going to make it because of Jesus. Exactly. Okay. Okay, here we go. So if a sacrifice is a ram, use six quarts of flour. Uh, four pints of oil, four pint. Look at that, four pints of wine for a drink offering. This will be a sacrifice that is pleasing to the Lord. Wow. Now, don't think this is forever, forever, forever. No, he's getting somewhere, and this is real short. If the sacrifice is a young bull, he's named a bull, a lamb. I mean, we're going we're going to run out of the types in a moment, so it's going to finish. Same thing, and he says three quarts of wine for the drink offering. Okay, let's keep going. These are the instructions for what to accompany each sacrificial bull, ram, lamb, or young goat. These instructions apply to native-born Israelis and to foreigners living among you who want to please the Lord with these offerings by fire. There is the same law for all, native-born and foreigner. This shall be true from generation to generation, all the same before the Lord. Yes, one law for all. Of course, we realize today Jesus is our sacrifice. Praise the Lord. And look at that, one law for all. Notice Notice he said foreigner there. What can we take away from this? I'll tell you what we can take away from this. It's not for the Jews only. So my Bible, I guess I can't read half of it. It's for the Jews only. It's not what he said. Look what you learned just from reading your own Bible. You can defend yourself when the enemy says, well, you can't have that blessing of Abraham. Oh, yes, you can. You can have every bit of it. Praise the Lord. Verse 17. The Lord said to Moses, watch this. Instruct the people when they arrive in the land, I'm going to give them. They must present to the Lord a sample of each poverty-bound horrible crops. No, you're going to have bumper crops. A sample of each year's new crops by making a loaf using coarse flour from the first grain that's cut each year. This loaf must be waved back and forth. That's all you're doing. I mean, he's there. He's represented in that temple. He's there. Hey, brother, come on in. 
All right, wave that uh, back and forth in a gesture offering to the Lord. It's an annual offering from your threshing floor. It must be observed from generation to generation. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, now he goes on and says, If by mistake or future generations they fail to carry out these regulations he has given to you over the years through Moses. This is what happened in the book of Judges. They all ran for cover. It all fell apart. As soon as Joshua died, As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He had to tell them that. That's the 24th chapter of Joshua. First chapter of Judges, it only lasted a little while, and then they're all worshiping idols again. So they did not do this. So that's why he said, hey, if by mistake in future generations you fail to carry out these regulations, the Lord's given you through the years, through Moses, when the people realize their error, they must offer one bull for a burnt offering. It'll be pleasant odor before the Lord and uh, must be offered with the same usual grain and offering, grain and drink offering, one male for a sin, one male goat for a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement. Look at that. You get atonement. Praise the Lord. Just repent. I mean, praise the Lord. And now remember, this was running to another God. Well, we just do without Jesus. But look at this. When you come back, just praise the Lord. Pick up where you left off. Even the priest shall make atonement. Look at that. For all the people of Israel, and they shall be forgiven. Except me. I'm just, I mean, I just bet Jesus just can't stand me in the church. You have to quit that. It's actually arrogant to say that. We're forgiven just like anybody else. Or it was an error. And they've corrected it with their sacrifice made by fire before the Lord and by their sin offering. All the people shall be forgiven, including the foreigners living among you. Here we are, the foreigners. The entire population is involved in such error and forgiveness. If the error is made by a single individual, oh, oh, oh my gosh, no, same thing. He shall sacrifice a one-year female goat for a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement before him, and he shall be forgiven. You know, you've got the same forgiveness today with Jesus. I mean, they had it back then with all this, you know. We've got it today with the Lord. All right. This same law applies to, here we go, foreigners. I mean, see how ridiculous the, the youngest of us or the most, shall we say, inexperienced or whatever would have said, now, wait a minute. I thought the foreigners got in on that. And it was, yep, you're right. The foreigners do get in on it. So you don't let the enemy or your, your thinking forget about these things. But, you know, you will forget about these things if we don't refresh ourselves. Okay. Anyone who deliberately makes a mistake, whether he's a native Israeli or a foreigner, is blaspheming Jehovah. And he'll be cut off from among his people. In other words, well, I don't care. I don't want to do this ever. I'm not involved. Well, that's what he's talking about. All right. For he's despised the commandment of the Lord, deliberately failed to obey his law, and he shall be uh, uh, <clears throat> executed and die for sin. Now, here comes an incident right here that, you know, we're not going to throw under the river or whatever. We're going to look at it, Okay. But I want you to tell you up front, you, you don't need to feel sorry for this guy. Okay, you got to remember, well, let's just go through it. One day, while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, one of them was caught gathering wood on the Sabbath. Now, I know today we had blue laws, for those of us who knew. I remember the blue laws. There was no businesses open. I remember that in the early, in the late 60s. People were going to jail, the drugstores. They'd throw the manager in jail, the owner of it, because he was open on Sunday. Last well, Bible Belt stuff, and I understand, I understand. But let's forget all that and let's go back. But that's still good to know. Even in Alabama, we didn't do nothing. Of course, now we're just work, 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 work. Okay? All right. And I know about Jesus, too. Okay, we're going to look at that, too. All right, but you want to know why. Get the stories right. That way you can understand why, you know, if you're going to go to work today, don't worry about it. Because Jesus said in the book of, he said himself, and he also said man was, made for the, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. Because they were rubbing the corn together and eating, you know. And he said, don't you remember what David did on a Sabbath day? 
And they tried to pin Jesus down for healing people on the Sabbath day, which is ridiculous. Because Jesus said, man, if your donkey falls in a hole, don't you get him out? You don't wait. Hey, you got to wait till Monday. He's drowning. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> yeah, get him out, you know. But that's work. But you need to understand what's behind this. There's something critical about the Sabbath. Can anybody help me here? This is just a, just a question. Does anybody know why the Sabbath was so important? It's told, it's told us in Exodus. We'll just look at it. Exodus chapter 20. It's got something to do with evolution because evolution is totally wrong. We know that. In six days, what did the Lord do? In six days, what did he do? Genesis 1. Help you. What did he do in six days? He created the world. Yeah, see, but see, in our society today, so we, we, we're like, oh, that's, that's mythological, that's got nothing to do with it. That's got everything to do with it. God created everything in six days, okay? Well, let me go show you that just a moment, because it was part of the program anyway. All right, here we go. Let's go Exodus chapter 20. This is the Ten Commandments. So one of the commandments is, hey, keep my Sabbath, keep it holy. Okay, got it. I am Jehovah who liberated you from slavery in Egypt. You must worship no other god but me. Okay, don't make for yourselves idols, images of birds, whatever fish. You must never worship them. Didn't say you can't have a cute little thing on the table. He said, worship any of these things. We got people today that, oh, Richard's a Christian. And did you see that? He had a statue of a bird in his house. I'm not worshiping that bird. Not even close, you know. You know. All right. The Lord your God is very possessive. I'll not share your affection with any other god. And he said, I'll punish people for their sins and continue to their children, grandchildren, whatever, all of a sudden. But those who love me upon thousand generations, you know, that's what happened to Abraham. Abraham loved the Lord and his generations, I mean, they could love him or not. Because of Abraham, poof, God was going to, that's how God got the Israelis out of Egypt. Now look at this. Don't use the name of Jehovah irreverently, nor use to swear to a falsehood. You're, you're not going to escape punishment on that. Some people say, well, they said GD. That's really not it. You're saying, oh, I swear by God Almighty that this is going to happen. That's what I swear. He said, don't use my name falsely. And we do a lot of that. It's not the GD. And we laugh at the people. Oh, thank God it didn't say GD. But we're sitting here going, boy, God will back this. And we know good and well we lied. God's not going to back that. Something we say, well, I'm, I swear by God that's true. All right, here, let's keep going. Here we go. Remember to observe the Sabbath as a holy day. Why? He's being hard on us. No, wait, look, get what's going on. Six days a week are for your daily duties and your regular work. On the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest before the Lord your God. Wow. Uh, on that day, you neither do any work of any kind, nor your son, your daughter, or slaves, men or women, or your cattle, or your house guests. Notice your cows. Wow, okay. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and everything in them. And notice what he did. He took a break and rested on the seventh day. So he blessed the Sabbath day and set it aside for rest. Oh, okay, I got it. Let's go to Genesis a moment. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Now at last the heavens and earth were successfully completed and all that they contained. Now this is before man fell. Look at the next verse. So on the seventh day, having finished the task... Of course, he made it up. It was fake. It was false. It's evolution. It's Big Bang. There is no way. Clocks are ticking out there. Saturn's rings. They're not more than 10,000 years old because they're expanding. You know, you can measure it's moving like this. Well, a little while ago, if you back it on up, uh, wouldn't have time to be there. You know? you know, we're losing our moon. Our moon's getting further away. This place is 18 billion years old. Well, then the moon was rolling around the surface of the moon. <laughs> I mean, the earth. I mean, there's no way. There's clocks out there that show this ain't right. Anyway. Another one's meteorites. Meteorites are made out of nickel. 
So if this place has been around billions of years, nickel content on this earth would be deeper in the surface because remember what we said, the Grand Canyon is, look at all those layers of earth. That's not layers of earth. Okay. Guess where the nickel content is? At the surface. So you've got to throw out the meteorite problem. They have a problem. Yeah, they have a problem with all these things. They only have enough meteorites to hit the earth to last relatively where they're located, 10,000 years. Something's up with that. Okay, let's keep going with this. On the seventh day, having finished the task, God ceased from his work he'd been doing. God blessed the seventh day. Now get this, he blessed the seventh day. So he's not making a hard, fast rule to make life hard on us. But he did tell, let's go back to it, he did tell the Israelites, this is a law. Okay, so let's go back here to, wait, 16th chapter? No, no, excuse me, wrong book. Give me a second here. All right, so let's go back where we were. Oh, here we go. We're going back to numbers, and we won't. We were at 16. There we go. No, 15, excuse me. Okay, so here's this little incident. All right. So the Lord said, uh, here's what happened. One day, uh, one of them was caught gathering wood on the Sabbath day. He was arrested, taken before Moses and Aaron and the other judges. They jailed him until they could find out the Lord's mind concerning this. The Lord said, well, yeah, sorry about this, but he's going to die. All the people were stoned him to death outside the camp. Now, you've got to remember that in John chapter 1, Jesus is compared by John. He says, oh, Moses came with rigid, in other words, it was, it was just very rigid instructions. But Jesus came with grace, okay? But there was a reason back then for all this, okay? All right, here's so notice what happened. So they took him outside and they killed him before the Lord as the Lord commanded. And the Lord said, tell the people of Israel to make tassels for the hems of their clothes. This is a permanent regulation from generation to generation. Okay. Now, don't forget. I mean, well, anyway, I'll just skip that. Okay. They're to make tassels on their clothes. Why? Well, think what he says. With the blue cord, the purpose of this regulation was to remind you when you notice the tassels, you know, you iron your clothes or whatever, of the commandments of the Lord. What? Like I'm going to forget them? <laughs> yeah, you're going to forget them, all right. It will not take long. You will forget them. Wow. And you're to obey his laws instead of following your own desires and going your own ways as you used to serving other gods. I'll remind you to be holy to the Lord your God. Now, so in other words, he was saying on Sunday, wow, or whatever, the Sabbath, which was really yesterday. So we're way off base anyway because we're worshiping on Sunday and it was actually Saturday. But anyway, let's keep going. For I, Jehovah, am the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yes, I am the Lord your God. All right, now, I want to go back to uh, something here about the Sabbath here, because I'm like, whoa, that guy lost his life. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I realize God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, he said that was a holy day. Okay, well, let's catch some more of this. Let's go to uh, Leviticus chapter 25. This just happened just a few weeks ago. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, remember, you can do the math, the timeline. They've only been gone from Mount Sinai for about three weeks. One week was when Miriam was, had leprosy. They had to wait okay, until she got over that. And then they're on the way to the promised land. So while they were still at Mount Sinai, the Lord gave these instructions to the people. When you come into the land I'm going to give you, you must let the land rest before the Lord every seventh year. Now remember, that was the key to the Sabbath. It reminded you the Lord created everything. And guess what? It also reminded you that take a break. Okay? All right? Now, you don't have to get, we know we don't have to do this today, okay? But you still need to know why. It helps. It was not like, well, a big bad punishment here. This was exactly like the manna. You say, Richard, I'm just not going to make it. If I, you know, I mean, this should teach us all about trusting the Lord. 
Watch, watch what happens here. Look, what, and he's not going to say on the Sabbath. Now, he's going to say a whole year. Lord, we are going to go broke if we do this. Now, come on. When you come into the land I'm going to give you, you must let the land rest every seventh year. Are you out of your mind? God, we're going to starve. Because first off, there's no such thing as you in the first place. It's man-made. You know, it's just a religion. And we know there's some physical reality that no, there's not. It's all supernatural. The Lord will take care of you. For six years, you may sow your field, prune your vineyards, and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land is to lie fallow before the Lord, uncultivated. Don't sow your crops. Oh, God, we're going to starve. No. Don't prune your vineyards during that entire year. Don't even reap your, for yourself the volunteer crops that come up. Don't gather the grapes, for it is a year of rest for the land. Any crops that grow that year shall be free to all. For you, your servants, your slaves, your foreigners living among you, cattle and wild animals alike, be allowed to graze. Now look at this, and he goes right into every 50th year. We're not going to make it on this rest stuff. <laughs> yes, you will. That was the whole purpose of the Sabbath, to know, to trust the Lord. He'll take care of you. Well, I'll never get ahead if I don't do something on Saturday. Even though we have the knowledge, we don't have to do that today. We should still carry the knowledge of trusting the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, thank God that restaurants are open. I'm heading there, you know, whatever. I'm not worried about it. Praise the Lord. But I know what's going behind this. Now, here's every 50th year, a day of atonement. Let the trumpets blow loud and long throughout the land. Every 50th year shall be a holy time to proclaim liberty throughout the land to all enslaved debtors. A time for canceling public debt and private debts. It'll be a year when all the family estates sold to others shall be returned to the original older, owners. Look at this. What a happy time this will be. That was the whole purpose of the Sabbath too. was not supposed to be, oh, we won't do no work today. Oh, God. Moses is going to find out we're going to be in trouble. No. And so that guy that was out there, he had just heard, don't do this. And he's like, well, it don't matter. There was another little individual that got killed. You know what he did? It's in the timeline too. His daddy was an Egyptian. His mother was a Jew. And so what he done, he cursed his parents. And then guess what else he did? He took a step further. And I cursed the God of Moses too. Well, they stoned his rear end too, okay? I don't feel sorry for him. Look what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Now, it would, but it may sound like, well, God, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Watch that. Well, you got all of Atlanta here. God's trying to live among them before he's paid the sacrifice for Jesus for us all. Anyway, <clears throat> when you read it, you can get it. You don't have to throw away your Bible and go, well, I don't read the Bible because I heard that little Egyptian boy got killed. I'm not going to read my Bible. That's just, oh, that's racist. Racist? Let your, let your baby come curse you to your face. And you go stand before the judge and say, I can't do nothing with my, with my teenage son. I can't do nothing with him. Well, you know what the judge in Alabama is going to do. Because that boy's going to mouth off to the judge, and they're going to say, Bailiff, come get this clown. They're going to lock him up. So it's the same thing. Same thing. He just may get life in prison or whatever. Whatever. All right, here we go. What a happy year this will be. In it you shall, you shall not sow, nor gather crops, nor grapes. It's a holy year here. Holy. So it's the Sabbath. We had a Sabbath year, basically, you know. Uh, and then we got a holy year of Jubilee. That year your food will be the volunteer crops that grow up, the wild ones or whatever. Yes, during that uh, year of Jubilee, everyone shall return to its original family possession. It's sold. It'll be his again. Because of this, the land that is sold or bought during the preceding 49 years, a fair price shall be arrived by counting the number of Jubilees. Okay. And he, he goes into this thing. If it's, anyway, all right, let's keep going. 
you must fear the Lord, not over chores, for I am Jehovah. Obey all my laws. Okay. When you obey, the land will yield bumper crops, and you can eat your fill in safety. But you will ask, what shall we eat? Look at this. It's like, you know, well, you know, I don't trust the Sabbath. Because, I mean, I've got to, you know, I just, Lord, I just don't know. I mean, after all, I, I don't blame that guy going out picking up wood. I mean, I, I'm going to be cold tomorrow. It's wintertime. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Look what he says. Well, what are we going to eat? In the seventh year, since we're not allowed to plant and harvest crops that year, the answer would be, I'll bless you with bumper crops. Praise the Lord. That was the whole thing. So the Sabbath was not something about like we have in Huntsville. We got the seven-day Adventists fighting the Protestants over here. Oh, we choose Sunday. And they go, by God, it's Saturday, you know. And I noticed a sign on their church, they have Sabbath school. Instead of saying Sunday school, which makes sense, it's got to be Sabbath school. (laughs) So, So we're back and forth, and we don't even understand the process. The process was God created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested. And on the seventh day, we were to rest. I mean, come on. You want to go so far as to say, let's take away sleep. We don't need more sleep. Let's just stay alive till you die. That ain't going to work. You need to take a nap at night. You know what I'm saying? So that wouldn't work. So we can get it. Okay. I mean, even the, even the cows were supposed to don't do nothing. Don't let them guys work. Okay. He says, the land is mine. You may not sell it permanently. You, may, you are merely my tenants and sharecroppers. Okay. But anyway, uh, now, I want to go back one little spot right here. And that's the back up to 21 right here. Uh, am I Leviticus? Yeah, Leviticus. Oh. Oh, here it is right here. Look for it. It's 23. Yeah. The Lord said to Moses, announce to the people of Israel that they are to celebrate several annual festivals of the Lord. Now, I tell you, these were festivals. I mean, it was like tailgate parties. It was. It was great. When all Israel will assemble and worship me. These are in addition to your, notice the note. There's a note right there on Sabbath. Let's click on that just a second. Uh, Into your regular Sabbath. He said the Sabbath day, uh, excuse me, the seventh day of week, which are always days of rest in every home, uh, times for assembling and worship and for resting from the normal business. That's what it was about. That's what it was about. Now, let's go look uh, a couple of things from the Lord here, now that we know. And let's go to, uh, let's go to Matthew. No, 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 I want to go to Mark. No, it's Luke. Here we go. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, totally history, you know. Jesus was here, he's going there, he's walking through this, la da 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 Okay, this is when he was in temptation, when it starts. Satan said, yeah, this, 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 this to him, and Jesus fired back with what he said. Okay, verse 14, Luke 14, I mean Luke 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, full of the Holy Spirit's power. Soon he became well-known throughout the region. For his sermons in the synagogue, everyone praised him. When he came to the village at Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went in, as usual, to the synagogue on, look at that, the King James will say Sabbath, but he, on Saturday, and stood up to read the scripture. In other words, as usual, as usual. Okay. Now, we don't do that as usual today much. Matter of fact, a lot of people don't even go to church on Sunday or anything. They'll go, we'll go Christmas and Easter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we completely let this thing slip. Okay. But notice Jesus, as usual. And remember, the purpose of it was refrain from your regular work. You know, you know just take a break. Why? God created the heavens and earth in six days, and then he rested. He rested. Wow. Okay, so we see Jesus did this. But now we also know when he was confronted about it, look what he said here in, oh, let's see, Matthew chapter, I believe it's 8. Let's see. I don't think it's 8. Let's go over here and look. We'll advance forward. Yeah, it's not 8. Let's go a little further. It's 10, I believe it is. No, it's not 10. Let's see. Hang on. It's right here. 
I hit him because I know it. See, it's right there at the front. Look at that. All right, 12. Matthew 12. About this time, Jesus was walking through the day. I mean, th- th- one day through some grain fields with his disciples. It was a Sabbath. Oh, well, we care about that. Well, we do care about that because we've heard about that. We also know uh, some guy lost his life in the Old Testament over this. Okay. The Jewish day of worship and the, children, and the disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off heads of wheat and eating the grain. Some of the Pharisees saw them, and boy, they protested. Now, see, now we're going, we're missing the whole point. There was a point for what? It was rest. It was not to go, I, turn that lawnmower off. So mad at my neighbor over there. I'm at church, and I come home, and he's out there mowing the grass. You know, Well, he must think that's worship toward God. He's mowing his grass. I'm not going to get into that with him. That's his business. Other nations weren't doing this. This was God's nation that he was dealing with. And remember, he taught them why. You're going to be okay. Don't pick up manna the next day. It's going to be there. You can actually take a break on Sunday or whatever, Sabbath, and rest. That was the whole purpose. They were killing their ox. (laughs) Well, my ox, by golly, he's going to be working. That's the reason Jesus, remember, well, uh, let's see, Paul wrote about it in one of the epistles. It, but but we know from the Lord told Moses to tell him, hey, don't muzzle your ox. Remember that? Let him eat what he wants to while he's out there grinding, you know, and make him happy. <laughs> Whatever. So that's what this was about. Anyway, boy, you guys are breaking the Sabbath, harvesting on the Sabbath. Jesus said, haven't you read? Ooh, I don't want to get in trouble with this. We're going to have read, praise the Lord. Haven't you read what King David did? And this was 800 years after the law. When he and his friends were hungry, they went into the temple. And they ate the special bread. Remember, there was a loaf of his presence. The bread of his presence was right there. Hey, you got anything to eat in there? And the priest said, Abathar did. He said, uh, yeah. He didn't even say you can't. He said, are your men holy? That's all he said. And and one day, David didn't go, well, let me check, make sure nobody has sinned. They were all full of sin. That's not what it was. There was a process you do to purify yourself. And David said, hey, they've done this. And so uh, that's what happened. The priest gave them that bread. Wow. And he said, that profaned the Sabbath, is what he said. So let's read it here. He went into the temple, David did. They ate the special bread permitted for the priest alone. That was breaking the law too. Haven't you ever read in the law of Moses how the priest on duty uh, in the temple may work on the Sabbath? Work on the Sabbath? Wow. And truly one who is here who's greater, that was Jesus. And he was the one that was behind building that thing in the first place. It was all a strategy. It was not something he knew wasn't going to work. It did work. All right. But if you had known the meaning of this verse, I want you to be merciful more than I want your offerings, you wouldn't have condemned the guilty. And I think this last part he says, yeah, here it is, verse 8. For I, actually the Son of Man or the Messiah, am master even of the Sabbath. In other words, he makes the rules concerning the Sabbath. And do you see here, this was all mercy. Praise the Lord. Let me show you one more place here and we better stop. <clears throat> but now we know, praise the Lord. Okay, the facts behind this. And then people can bark and say what they want to on the fake news or whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's see, it's chapter, chapter 2. Boom, let's go right to it. Fantastic uh, chapter. and I mean, This wraps it all up. Paul wrote this and said, hey, look, man, you, you better realize it's trusting the Lord. Notice verse 6. This is Colossians 2, verse 6. Now, just as you have trusted Christ to save you, in other words, you believe he's going to take you to heaven. Look at this. Trust him, too, for each day's problems. Boy, there's something we miss right there. We, we forget about, you know, the children of Israel getting to the Holy Land, and we forget that story going, well, it was unbelief. No, we need to remember that. I'm going in there, praise the Lord. I don't care if there's giants in there. God said go. God said I'm going to win. Okay, I'm going. Trust the Lord. Now, look at this. Don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies. They're wrong, shallow answers built on men's thoughts instead of on what Christ has said. And he's going to make a list of things here, but I'm going to come back up here. 
Uh, look at this. Don't let anyone criticize you for what you eat or drink. We can learn. He's not talking about Dr. Pepper here, okay? He's not talking about tea. I'm telling you, you've got to watch it in America. If, if you're not walking around with a water bottle, that Coke's going to kill you. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm going to drink all the Coke I can get my hands on if you're going to treat me like that. I mean, come on. We've got to cut that out, you know. You need to be drinking water. You're going to be a diabetic in three weeks. You know. It's amazing what rules we got, you know. You're not, you're, you eat fried foods? It's almost like we have to go to the church of the you know, non-oil food. You know, we just don't. It, if it's your preference, fine. But don't let anybody judge you, criticize you. Notice this, or for not celebrating Jewish holidays, because there was a lot of them. All those feasts. And it says in feasts. New moon ceremonies, because there was. And look at it, there it is. Or Sabbath, right there. See, because it's all wrapped up. Let's let it tell us. For all these were only temporary rules that ended when Christ came. Praise the Lord. Now, he wasn't like, whoo, I know that was hard. No, it was required. It was required that everybody remember and tell little Johnny, why come we're not working today? Mama would say, God created the heavens and the earth in one, two, three, four, five, six days. That was the purpose of it. To tell them so that they would remind themselves because the gravitational force was to go run after other gods. And that's exactly what they did. You read the rest of the scripture history. Don't let anyone declare you lost when you refuse to worship angels as they must say you do. Or like, unfortunately, some of these people in town, they think if we don't worship on Saturday, we're lost. We're not going to heaven. Nope. It was all wrapped up in Jesus. But I'm thankful for understanding what the Sabbath was for. God would take care of me on the Sabbath. I did not have to collect wood, whatever. He would help me with bumper crops the next time, whatever. Wouldn't matter. Anyway, they'll say they've seen a vision and they say, oh, you got to believe them. You know, all these guys are just proud men, although they claim to be so holy. They have very clever imagination, but they're not connected to Christ. The head to which all of us are joined, or his body are joined. We are joined together by his strong sinews and we grow as one as we get our nourishment and strength from him. All right, anyway, since... You died, as it were, with Christ, and he has set you free from following the ideas, the world's ideas, how to be saved by doing good, obeying various rules, like the Sabbath. You know, uh, why do you not keep right on following them anyway, still bound by these such rules, not eating, not tasting, not touching, certain foods? These rules were just human teachings for food made for, to be eaten and used up. These rules may seem good, and we got some people today that go, Oh, Red, just don't worry about the Sabbath. I'm not going out to eat. Mm-mm. And you'll never catch me run my lawnmower. We missed the boat. You missed the boat completely. You're certainly not impressing Jesus. Okay. He said, these rules may seem good. For rules of this kind re- require strong devotion. So everybody, when y'all get out of here, y'all will go home and hit sack. <laughs> no, we're not going to do That's not the point, praise the Lord. We're going to go do our stuff. You're probably going to work. You may have to paint a wall when you get home. Oh, Sunday, I'm going to, oh, don't worry about it. At least you know what the purpose of this was. They have no effect when it comes to conquering a person's evil thoughts and desires. They only make him proud, which is what happened. Well, hey, I'm good. I'm never, I, I always keep the Sabbath. I never lawn, crank my lawnmower up. Praise the Lord. Well, now we know. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Lord, based on all this, if we're not feeling good today, praise the Lord. You're our God. You'll take care of us. Hallelujah. It's like the Sabbath. We don't have to worry about taking up stuff and and caring for ourselves. You'll take care of us. It was a day of rest. We get it. 
Father, same thing's true financially. If we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. And Lord, if it's something else that's on our heart, we got some problem we're facing, you'll fix that. We just thank you for it. That doesn't leave anything left, but for us to tell others what you're doing in our life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I